Welcome to the Clay Soul Podcast, where we say fuck faulty beliefs and we mold our own damn lives. I'm Christian Dove Nicole, the host of this podcast, and I'm so glad to be talking to you today. So during this episode, I just want to remind you that you can engage with me and have the conversation with me by checking out the poll and the Q&A question on Spotify. And don't forget to check out the description box as well, where I have all my links and resources available to you. And without further ado, let's continue on with this episode. What's up? I'm so glad you're here. I, I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad you're sitting down for this episode. If you are sitting down, if you're not sitting down, you're just moving and grooving while you listen. Maybe you're on a walk or something. Like, also proud about that for you. Happy for you. Excited for you. Anyway, if you have not listened to the other two mini series episodes, you should probably listen to them first for this one because. This is, they are kind of piggybacking on each other now that I think about it. Um, yeah, so you should definitely go back to, really, if you're new, new, go listen to all the episodes. Um, but for this specific series, you'll go back two episodes to the one titled It's Not What You Think, or it should be titled something along those lines, and then build from there. But first, of course, thank you for being here seriously thank you I don't think you hear that enough right society your cousin your grandma your bestie or whatever they probably don't tell you enough but like thank you for being here I'm glad you're here I hope you're glad you're here and I hope you're ready to bust through some mindsets for sure for real for real okay anyway (laughs) We are preparing for 2024 right now. We're preparing for 2024 and all that is in store for us with our minds, trying to redirect them to believe the best, of course. And so we've already unpacked that it's not what we think. It's not happening as fast as we think. And here, I'm I'm really in this episode, I'm here to shatter, (laughs) step on some toes, (laughs) break some honestly some self-concept self-sabotage that y'all probably have built your life on and really I'm going to tell you something that might come off a little rude but um it's easier than you think it is you're doing too much you're doing way too fucking much stop it you're doing too much (laughs) stop it Cut it out. You're doing too much. It's easier than you think. And when I say too much, I'm actually not talking about quantity. I'm not talking about like quantity of hours or quantity of tasks. I'm I'm just saying you're doing too much in general, energetically. Now in this episode, I am going to talk a little using references to astrology and human design as I typically do but especially in this one I'm going to use references to human design so if you don't understand that you can check out my guides or check out my classes my memberships etc I have a lot of stuff out there available for (laughs) y'all to learn astrology and human design and use them as tools to align to your purpose there's a shit ton so just go look in the description box or something it's there (laughs) 
Look me up in places. I have a massive carbon carbon footprint on the internet because I talk a lot. Anyway, long story short, I'm going to be referencing human design in this episode. So if you don't know what that is, just real quick, it's a synthesis of several spiritual tools as well as bioenergetics and different like more sciency things, quantum mechanics and stuff like that. I don't even know what that is, if that's... Quantum mechanics definitely straddles the sphere of spirituality and science because it it also has been proven to exist. But anyway, human design uses that. It uses the chakra system. It uses the Kabbalist tree. It uses astrology. It uses I Ching. So there's like a, it's a synthesis of, of systems that allows you to understand how you use energy both drawing it in and transmuting it out in order to fulfill your purpose and live by your design and it is a wonderful system i'm just being flat out honest with you it is so good if you don't know what your type is you need to go get a a chart done but the reason i'm referencing it is because i think A lot of us, before we use human design and as we settle into using human design, we're doing too much because we're told to do too much. (laughs) Society tells us, our parents tells us, our our third cousin removed, our professors in college tell us to do XYZ because life has to be XYZ. They're living on preconceived notions of what life has to be based on society's makeup. But society shifts all the time. And so sometimes we have to start to recognize, as I do believe we will further in 2024, that these ideals around work ethic and output are arbitrary. People just made that shit up. It's changed over the course of the millennia we've been alive, right? Humans been here. Mankind has shifted. (laughs) It's ideals quite a bit. It's it's in books, textbooks, taught in colleges. You know what I mean? So when we live our lives based on these concepts of you have to work 40 hours or get this traditional job so you can have these benefits, etc. And I fully understand like security and, and self-sufficiency for a lot of us, even at this time, in this timeline does look like that. At the same time, there's no rule that says you have to do anything a certain way. Not really. There are no real rules. (laughs) Not really. We came up with a lot of the rules. We as in mankind, not, not legitimately you and I, but mankind came up with a lot of the rules themselves and created them for structure. And some people did it more so they could have more power, et cetera, as we are fully all aware, um, But ultimately, the rules are made up, and so there is no real rule telling you you have to do something a certain way, and you have to put all this energy towards things being a certain way. And that's why I'm telling you straight up right now, it is easier than you think. The timeline you want to enter, it does not require as much energy as you think it does. (laughs) If you tap this episode, it the, the you definitely need to learn this. <laughs> it is a high probability that you have been believing that 
You need to put all this fucking energy into being on that highest timeline. And sometimes, yes, you do need to put effort in and there's work involved. But like I said in the previous episode, if you're wanting to be a thing or do a thing that requires you to, I don't know, maybe do the things involved in that, then yeah, that work is inevitably involved. Like me wanting to be a coach or wanting to be a podcaster. I do actually have to coach people and record podcasts. (laughs) if I want to do that. Like, I can't just have a title and then just sit on my ass all the time. However, I don't need to toil in the ways that society tells me to. Me becoming a coach, when I first tried to be a coach back in 2017, 2018, really more 2018, I watched video upon video about how to build a coaching practice and a lot of it was like you need to put out x number content every single day and show up in these ways and build a huge repertoire or library of content so people trust you and they know that you know what you're talking about and xyz and so I did it from that process (laughs) and I obsessed over having the right pricing and and all this shit (laughs) I spent a lot of mental labor and mental energy around following this advice. And then lo and behold, when I I re-become a coach this year, 2023, everything just fell right into place. I mean, not perfectly, but like I did not have to spend nearly as much mental energy becoming a coach this year than I did when I first tried. Why? Because by then I knew human design and I knew my output could not be like that. And I was fully aware that as a manifesting generator, I legitimately can't do things the way everybody else says. As a 3-5 profile, I cannot do things the same way everybody says. I need to carve my own path. I need to pivot and and figure things out and manipulate the Play-Doh, if you will, of life and, and test things. I cannot just be a cookie cutter person and I never was. I hate those those subdivisions where the houses look almost all the same. I actually don't even really like subdivisions as like a concept, but that's neither here nor there right now. I just, I'm not a cookie cutter person. I, I don't like that. I don't like quintessential. <laughs> Sorry, I told y'all I laugh every time I say that word because my friend hazes me whenever I say that word quintessential. But I, I don't like things that are quintessential, <laughs> Right. And when I knew my human design, I understood, oh, that's why nothing really has worked for you, girl. (laughs) I'm she, her. I don't mind being a they, them. But I was referring to myself in she, her pronouns. (laughs) Like, girl, it's not going to work like that. Why? You're putting all this energy out in the wrong direction. It's not that you don't have the energy, in my case, as a manifesting generator or a generator type. It's not that you don't have the energy. You have the energy to do shit. But are you supposed to be doing it that way? No. It can be easier for you. This is exceptionally true for the projectors and, of course, manifestors, yes, but the projectors and reflectors specifically in the world. My heart goes out to y'all. I'm coaching a projector right now. My ex is a projector, my ex-husband, and my one of my kids is a projector. And so I do have uh, some visualization observation of projector life as well. And my heart goes out to y'all. <laughs> and reflectors too. 
because you are not designed to be putting out constant energy all the time. And this society, even today, is still built on this mindset of you need to work 10 hour shifts a day. You are not designed for that shit. You're not designed to be in a space for eight hours straight, putting out all your energy. (laughs) And I I want you to know it can be easier for you. And I think society itself as a whole is pivoting in that direction anyway. So I'm trying to tell you now, before 2024, that the truth is, is it's easier than you think. Being on the timeline and doing the things you want is actually easier than you think. And it's easier not because you're not doing any work, but because you don't have to do all this super, super, you know what I'm talking about, excessive extra work, (laughs) superfluous, this word, I know it. I've known it for, since middle school, but like every time I try to say it, I trip over the word. (laughs) I can say it in my head though. It's easier than you think. The career you want to have and, and build is easier. The love life you want to have is easier. Just rest into it. I'm actually in that point now when it comes to love. I'm single. This is not a an ad for me, though. <laughs> Just being real. I have a list. I have an objective list and a subjective list of what I expect out of the person I want to be with. So I'm just, just saying, like, this is not an ad. I'm not inviting you to pitch yourself. <laughs> <sighs> But especially as a bi woman who, like, I've known that I'm queer for a long time and I finally, like, accepted it, like, two years ago, three years ago, and then I finally made it public in the last year and a half and really just stepped out there and made it, like, real, real for everybody else. There's an aspect to when you become publicly queer and not just behind the scenes queer. I was like standing in the doorway of the closet queer and I, I've noticed that when you become publicly clear, queer, there is like a sense where you kind of feel like you need to do all this work to quantify your queerness and make it real, validate your queerness. And I'm so glad that I did not let myself get too far down that rabbit hole because I never really needed to. I mean, people don't have to prove that they're straight to be straight. If they like certain genders, then they do, you know? They don't have to prove it to be straight. So why does a squiggle need to prove it? A squiggle is the word I use sometimes for queer. I'm a squiggle. I don't need to prove that outwardly. And show everybody by dating somebody or sleeping around with 8 million people (laughs) just because I want to show everybody else. No, because then what is that? That's weakness, really. That shows that I don't feel safe in my queerness. And, And that's really true for any aspect. If you're straight and you sleep like a crazy person with everybody to prove you're straight, you probably aren't actually straight. And if you put all this energy to proving your spiritual beliefs to everybody else, chances are you aren't secure in your spiritual beliefs, whether that's an organized religion like Christianity or Catholicism, or that's actual spiritual beliefs. If you're putting all this energy, excessive energy, it's because you're not secure 
in the truth that you should know. And I say should because you probably don't know the truth and that's why you're putting all this extra energy into it. And it's the same for living on that higher timeline that you aspire for for 2024. If you are excessively trying to prove yourself through your actions and energetic output, you're living a a form of a lie. There's an aspect to this that's a lie. And that's why you're constantly trying to prove it every damn day with all this excessive energy. But it can be easier than you think. And it doesn't negate the fact that it's true. Me being queer, I could have put a lot of energy into proving that, air quotes, out in the world. But I realized I didn't have to because it is just simply true. I'm attracted to multiple genders and sometimes multiple sexualities, but that's not something y'all actually need to know. I'm just attracted to (laughs) a lot of different people and that's okay. I can see myself dating a lot of different types of people and that's okay. And I don't need to run the block to prove that. And so when I know the truth is the truth, I don't have to force it to be known around me. And the same comes from your higher timeline. This is why they keep saying manifesting is all about self-concept. It's all about what you believe. Not in the sense that you got to force yourself to believe a thing. Because again, a lot of manifesting and really a lot of just life is actually more that feminine energy of resting and receiving than we understand. Society has far too long been on that that masculine energy of of using force and being direct and we don't have to do that as much as we think it's easier than we think this is why self-concept is huge though because if you just see your higher self and know that that's you because obviously time isn't really linear or real (laughs) if you understand the fact that who you are in 10 years already ex- is is existing right and it's just a matter of you doing that inner work to align to that already existing being then that's it it's that easy now that again as i said in the last episode not everything's instant Sometimes, but not always. And so you can't just assume, oh, oh, I just, I believe I'm going to be worth 10 million in 10 years, right? And so now automatically I have a $10 million check in my hand. That's, it's not always going to be like that. But sometimes it's just like realizing that who you are in 10 years, yes, it exists, but that person does, obviously, they have different thoughts, they have different attitudes, they have different um, ways of doing things. And so really the only work you got to do is align to that. Align to your truest self and you'll be that person. Because here's the deal. Your authentic self 
is the most true, right? Your authenticity is the most true, honest, real aspects of you. And so if that's the core, the epitome of who you are, more than likely in 10 years, that core is still there. Just like your human design type is never going to change. Your energy output and how you process energy is never going to change. I'm not going to be a manifesting generator now and then spontaneously spontaneously be a projector later. And I know this might be kind of hard to wrap your head around. I'm trying to go a little slow with that part, but essentially the core of who you are, the most honest, truthful version of you is the core of who you will always be. (laughs) And so this is why I'm telling you it's easy because what you have to do is not a 10-step process to figuring out how to become Mel Robbins and become a world-renowned speaker and be worth $17 million. Maybe that's going to be a part of the process at some point, but really all you have to do is be your truest self and put your energy towards that. And stop trying to be like everybody else and act like everybody else and center your world like everybody else and put out the same energy doing the same things as everybody else, but just be the truest core of who you are today. And commit to that every day. And let that be the breeding ground for your abundance. Because then, yeah, in 10 years, maybe you want to be Mel Robbins, but you're actually supposed to be whatever your name is. And you maybe are going to be a speaker, but you're going to speak on whatever whatever capacity that looks like for you. Because obviously in 10 years, the world's going to look different anyway, right? This also kind of connects to the first episode of this mini-series of It's Not What You Think. Sometimes you're putting out output of energy. You're doing all this work energetically to to be a thing that's not really going to be even there for you in 10 years because the whole world looks different. And so you have to let go of the very specific understanding of what you're to be. And look at the core, the most honest, authentic aspects of who you are as what you're going to be. (laughs) I hope this is making sense. I really do. If it's not, obviously you can't change that as I'm saying it, but you can comment about it (laughs) on the podcast episode and let me know. But this perfectly works for this story that I have that I'm about to say because I was actually on TikTok Live and I was kind of, I answer questions on TikTok Live a lot. Sometimes I do live readings on there. Um, Sometimes I do like a little, like a rant or a speaking moment and I I talk like I, I am now on a podcast. But I was answering a question for someone who was asking about their Saturn return. That's not gonna happen for another nine years. And we're looking at their incarnation cross and different things like that. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can say this and I can say that, but ultimately the whole world's going to be different in nine years. I can't give you specifics on what your career is going to look like. That's nine years from now. With Pluto moving into Aquarius in literally like seven weeks, 
I keep trying to tell people <laughs> it is you cannot expect what life's going to be like. You can't expect it. There's no way you can predict fully everything that's going to unfold. There's absolutely no way. And that doesn't discount psychics. Psychics, you know, y'all do your thing. But like, there is a level of specificity that you just can't tap into. Because the world will be different. And you putting all of this energy out that doesn't align with your truest, most authentic self, really, to be a thing just because you're stuck on this one idea? No, babe. This, no. (laughs) No. You're doing too much. You gotta stop it. You gotta stop. Reduce your energy output, please. (laughs) Align it to your human design if you know it. Align it to your human design. If you don't know, go create your own body graph so you can know. If you need a reading, let me know. I do readings. Align. I also have guides too if you need guides. Anyway, I'm just throwing stuff out there. But align to your human design. Reduce your output. Because I guarantee you with every single human design type, there's a level of reduction that's going to have to occur. Because society has this thinking we're all supposed to be pumping out a certain level of energy. And even if you're a manifester, you're designed to pivot. You can't pivot if you're constantly putting your energy out into these things that aren't serving you. You need to dump it. There are some things you can dump. There are some things you can say no to. There are some things you can say, I'm not doing that. A lot of my life, my freedom, my joy came from me reducing what I was doing as a manifesting generator at that as a type that is designed to be multifaceted a lot of it came from reducing what I'm doing now I didn't completely get rid of everything you know I didn't completely get rid of all my YouTube channels or all my income streams right I actually have quite a bit that I just because I kept pivoting I have a decent amount available to me right I didn't get rid of every avenue, but I did stop being an influencer. Why? It wasn't really serving me anyway. I didn't like it. I'm not a salesperson, and I've known that for a long time. I can tell y'all how much I love something and how much I hate something, but I'm not going to make you buy something. (laughs) I just, I can't. That's not embedded in me. So being a, a master influencer doesn't work for me, and so I don't put energy towards that. Now, if I receive something, PR or whatever, and I tell y'all I like it or I don't like it, that's honest. But I can't go out there and be an influencer like that. Not because I can't, but because the energy needs to go towards something else. Same thing with writing poetry. I love writing poetry. It is a fantastic outlet for me to say everything I want to say and make it so y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I love saying things in riddles because then I can express my deepest joys and pains in a way that like the people that get it get it and the people that don't don't and I'm okay with that but I had to stop doing it every single day because in this timeline at this juncture in my life 
writing poems every single day would take energy that needs to be put towards something else. Could I still write a poetry book later? Yeah, I have tons of poems that I I actually was working on a poetry book for a while before I switched into podcasting and coaching full time. I can do that later when the energy is necessary at that time. If it is. But do I need to put energy towards it right now? No. And even more specifically, just looking at my current career or like my current love life, etc. I could put a lot of energy towards putting myself out there with dating. (laughs) I could. I can even just do a small energy of creating a dating profile and allowing people to come to me and deciding when they come to me. I could do that. But do I want to put energy towards that right now? No. Why? Because what I want is I I want something specific. Not something so specific and so rigid that there's no flexibility at all, but like there's a certain love life I want. And I can put a lot of energy towards putting myself out there in a a plethora of ways. Y'all know I like to talk. (laughs) But is that what I'm going to do? No. No. I'm enjoying my time as it unfolds. Just like they say in The Power of Now. If you've never read that book, you should pick it up. By Eckhart Tolle. I'm enjoying time as it unfolds. I'm not waiting to be found by the perfect person. And I'm not putting all this effort into being found by the perfect person. (laughs) I'm just enjoying my life. Am I ready to go on fun dates? Yeah. Have I been asked to go on a fun date? Not recently. Am I going to stress about it? No. (laughs) I'm ready. So when the time is right and the person asks that wants to ask, I am ready. And I'll be able to discern when I'm asked out on a date by somebody if this is a safe and good idea, because I didn't put all of my energy out there into me figuring it out all by myself. I'm just allowing things to, to, to unfold easily, aligned with my perfect, not perfect, but aligned with my personal energy. And that's perfect for a manifesting generator because we're designed to respond to things using our intuition whether that's sacral or emotional authority and if I'm out there putting all this energy towards being on dates going on dates I'm gonna be clouded in my judgment and allow like I did I I actually have done that before I got clouded in my judgment and I went on a date and it was weird not because the guy, I mean, he was a little weird, but really just because it was like he was trying to manufacture a cute day, like a, a cute moment, a serendipitous moment, but it just felt like we were just going to and from and I it didn't feel congruent at all. And intuitively, I knew like this person's not, no. 
And I even told him that. And he was kind of like, what? Because he was expecting, you know, other things. And I was like, nah, I think we could just be friends if you want. And then, you know, now we don't even talk. Why? Because that was me stepping out to put myself out there. And sometimes you, you, your energy is going to tell you to do that. But in this case, it was not the right timing. It wasn't right for me. And it backfired and it didn't work. But thankfully, I had enough self-sufficiency and security to say, this is weird and I don't want to move forward, you know? Again, I'm ready to do the dating thing. <laughs> the fun dates, the serious dates. And I believe I also am equipped enough and prepared enough to be a girlfriend, for sure. To a man or a woman or they them. But does that mean that I'm going to put all this excessive energy out there in the world to do that? No. I can align with my energy type and respond when I need to respond and work from a place of self-security and peace, of satisfaction and gratitude and worthiness. And I can't do that if I'm putting all my energy out there excessively. Dating is easier than you think. You just got to stop thinking it has to look a certain way <laughs> on a certain timeline. You don't have to go to clubs to find the person and you probably won't really. That's a very specific <laughs> storyline, right? It might not happen like that. Same with career. You might be putting out hundreds of applications on LinkedIn. Even when they tell you you don't have enough qualifications because their qualifications are bogus and they ask for you to have three to five years of experience for something that college graduates should be doing. <laughs> I know because I did it. I, I've, I've been the person that put out 200 applications within a month. And you do all this work and put out all this energy to get a job you don't want that doesn't match you, that doesn't fit your lifestyle, that doesn't fit your energy type. You're Even if you get it, you're going to hate it and, and want to leave. <laughs> Getting a job could be easier than you think, but you have to allow it to be easier than you think. You got to stop forcing things. With putting your energy constantly out there. And just trust your intuition knows when it's the best time. Because it does know when it's the best time. I'm simply just trying to free you, honestly. Or really, I'm trying to inspire you to free yourself. I can't free you. You free you. Free you up to be everything you're supposed to be by reducing your output, protecting your energy. And realizing it's so much easier than you think. You just have to stop <laughs> doing all this stuff and, and align yourself to you, the output that you're supposed to have. Go within for a second. Trust what's in you. Look what's in you. What matches you? 
you can actually create an income stream that matches you perfectly, that doesn't ask you to toil. You can actually step into a relationship with someone that meshes well with you, that doesn't force you to be in a in, in level of energy that you don't want to be in. Trust me, I know 1000% what that's like because in all of my previous relationships, I have been the one that was the most aware and the most involved and put in the most effort. And I had to realize this is just burning me the hell out. <laughs> I don't want to be in relationships like that no more. <laughs> you know? And when I stopped to realize... You want you want your relationships to look like this, but you're doing this. That's not going to work. You want this, like, uh, just being transparent with y'all. Y'all don't need to know this, but you want this more old school-esque black love where the, f- the feminine person gets to relax in their femininity a little bit. And they don't have to toil, right? You see yourself as royalty. You see yourself as queen. You see yourself as as an empress. Why are you trying to be the king in the relationship? Stop putting that energy out there. That's not what you want. It, it's the same for anything that you really want to step into, honestly. You got to review Is the level of energy I'm putting out there equal to what I actually want? Because the level of energy you put out is is going to be expected of you. And then some. Once you get whatever you get. And if you get to what you want through toil, you will only be expected to toil more. And then you'll discover it's not even what you really wanted. So if there's anything you understand from this mini-series is that what you want is not what you think it is. And what you're manifesting is not happening as quickly as you think. But that it is all easier than you think it is. You just have to relax into your energy, whatever that looks like. And be your truest, most authentic self in the process. Commit to that every day. Still, of course, show up and do the work required of whatever it is you want to be. But prioritizing your most true, authentic self first. And matching your output to your energetic makeup. It's that simple. It is that easy. And when you do that, you don't burn out. You just, you live in bliss and joy. You have the energy to do what you want to do and then some. Loosen your grip. I love you. (laughs) I hope it's incredible. But get ready. It's going to get good. You just got to. You got to see it's easier than you think. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Clay Soul Podcast. Feel free to share this with a friend that you know is struggling and needs to hear this word. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and or TikTok. I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to talk to you again in the next episode. Thank you.